KXNO Des Moines. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon from the DraftKings Sportsbook at Wild Rose Studios. This is 1460 KXNO. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, right, in Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Charter House Realty sponsors our picks. That's coming up here oh, about oh, 50 minutes or thereabouts from right now. Uh, we're going to do some klaxons. We're going to hear from Bama Bob, Dave Sinekin. And to start the hour, let's get our buddy Nick Athen in here. Uh, Nick joins the program as we take a look from the Chiefs perspective. You can follow uh, Nick online uh, at Chiefs Insider, read him at Fan Source HQ, covering the NFL and the NBA. Nick, good to talk to you. Trent and Ken, how are you? Hey, Trent and Ken, how are you guys doing today? Doing okay. Give us the latest from what you're hearing on Patrick Mahomes. Looked like yesterday there was a chance. Is this uh-huh. just a poker, high stakes poker? Was this a bluff by Andy <laughs> Reid just to get him out there on the field? I'm starting to wonder if that's the case, Nick. Where are you? I think it's. It's probably a combination of a little bluff and then Patrick Mahomes bending his ear and saying, hey, I want to play this weekend. So, um, I mean, I don't think officially yet they've ruled him out. That seems to be what I'm hearing today. Yesterday was that he may give it a go. But, um, I, you know, unless Andy says it's a game-time decision and that tells me he's going to see what the Chargers and the, uh, and the Raiders do this weekend, if they both lose or, you know, maybe it's not as important that he plays. But then again, you know, that means if the Chiefs don't win, they're going to have three straight losses uh, at home, which is almost unheard of. In fact, it is unheard of, uh, certainly in the Andy Reid era. So um, I, I think personally they're smart to rest that ankle, keep them out, let them get back for the Vikings game. Then you got uh, Tennessee on the road, then you're at Mexico uh, against the Chargers. Both of those are winnable games. I think all three of those are winnable games if Mahomes is on the field. And then they got their bye week, and then he'll have two weeks to rest up and for that tough five-game stretch to end the season. I'm baffled that this has even been a conversation this week, really? Nick. I've, Ken and I have kind of talked about it the last few days. This is this is not just any player. This is your franchise. This is yeah. what is going yeah. to be the next decade plus of football in Kansas City. Why are you even pushing? I just I'm I'm struggling still to wrap my mind around how it's even a question. Well, because Patrick Mahomes is a freak. I mean, and he's and he's driven by something that. You know, Joe Montana had and Terry Bradshaw had and, and uh, you know, some of the great uh, Tom Brady has. I mean, they're just driven to play. And it's a big stage, it's a big game. He feels like he literally feels like he's letting the franchise in the city down if he's not trying to do everything he can to get back on the field as soon as possible. I mean, listen, let's put this in perspective. If this was a playoff game or a must win to get to the playoffs, Patrick Holmes is play. End of story. He'll put a brace on there. He'll do whatever it needs to be done. He'll wrap his ankle ten times. He doesn't care. Whatever it takes to get on the field to help the team win. That, that's his mentality. And I think he takes all this as a badge of honor. He's the face of the franchise. He's one of the faces of the NFL. I'm with you. You know, don't risk it. But if he's cleared, and, and you know, my son had this happen, and his kneecap was basically underneath his knee, and it was a different story. And, you know, it took about an hour before we could reset it. You know, it was reset in four, five, ten minutes. That makes a huge difference on the, on the pull. But he's a freak of nature. I mean, his lower body strength is, 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 is incredible for a quarterback. And uh, he just wants to play. But I'm with you. I don't play him this weekend. Um, I give him a rest. 
let's see what Moore can do. Um, you know, and I think they just kind of have to, to roll the dice, and they're going to have to just play a different style of game uh, to win. And before the Vikings come to town, calling next weekend be interesting. Well, the Packers seemingly are going to try and run the football. Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams. Uh, we know Jones is outright, and is, is is Frank Clark going to play? What's his status? Um, you know, he's got a neck injury. I mean, I guess we'll know later today. But my understanding is, you know, he's going to try and give it a go. They really need him. He played his best game as the Chief last week against Denver. Um, you know, good time for him to step up with the Mahomes injury. That defense was lights out last week. Of course, they're facing, you know, Joe Flacco and, and you know, Aaron Rodgers are completely two different animals. Um, but nonetheless, it does give them some confidence. But I'm hoping that he plays. Jones, I don't think, I don't expect to see Jones till after the bye week. I think that's just smart. But, but I've been told he could come back as soon as the Chargers game. Very interesting. You know, he's having a really good year, at least I think. And I know that, you know, the, the Chiefs fan wasn't, um, Anthony Hitchens wasn't their most favorite player. Let's put it that way. I think this last couple yeah. of weeks, you mentioned Frank Clark's light seems to be going on. He's come over from Seattle and, and you're right. I thought he played very well against Denver. I thought Hitchens did as well. Yeah. You know, that, I mean, Spags put him in middle linebacker, which I think is his, I think it's just a better position for him because he's still, He's still a read and react guy, and even though Spags wants him to attack more, you saw what happened in this game. I mean, he was blitzing. You know, he had a little bit more freedom. He clogs up the middle. Um, you know, I thought I thought he played a, a terrific game. Reggie Ragland, you know, putting him on the outside was I think was a brilliant move to kind of rotate those guys. Um, so I think uh, I think those two in those positions you know made a huge impact on the defense. But Hitchens, when he's healthy, you know, he's played pretty well. But I like the fact that he's in the middle now. I think that's just a much better spot, uh, spot for him. Nick, we got 30 seconds left. Do you have a Green Bay Packers story? Yeah, you know, when I was a kid, I was a big Packers fan, and uh, I was about four years old living in Milwaukee, and uh, about 3 o'clock in the morning, I come downstairs, the lights are on, my dad's laughing, there's a lot of noise. He's playing poker at my kitchen table with Paul Horning, so I got to sit in his <laughs> lap for uh, you know the rest that's of the morning while those guys smoked cigars and uh, played <laughs> poker, so... Uh, uh, Packers have always been uh, my second team ever since then. That's awesome. Hall of Famer. Paul Horning's still alive, too, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Uh, he's got to be getting. So. I think he is. He's got to be well into his eighties. Anyways, uh, Nick, great. The fact that he still is an achievement—that's for sure. Then, that, that, yeah, with him, no doubt about that. Uh, good to talk to you, Nick. We'll talk to you next week okay. in advance of another really big game as the uh, uh, they'll uh, right. uh, clash with the Vikings. Take care, Nick. Appreciate it. I got you. Yeah, good to talk to you. All right, from the Chiefs perspective to the Packers perspective, he's Dave Sinekin, headcheese.com. Great. Good to talk to you guys, as always. I appreciate you coming on. Well, it's uh, certainly a marquee game. You know, whether Mahomes plays or whether he doesn't, certainly it would be better uh, for the football fans that don't have a dog in the fight to watch Mahomes and Rodgers lead those offenses uh, up against the respective defenses. But we will see. You know, where I want to start with you, Dave, is is the Packers, how they handle their injury report. Because I found it interesting, Wednesday's participation, Savage, uh, a couple of other players, Valdez Scanling was one of them, full participation participation and then come back Thursday and they're listed as limited was is Wednesday just to test them to see how they are back off a little bit on Thursday in advance of Sunday how do they handle that do you know yeah that's the way I read it um obviously some soreness uh, for the guys that haven't played uh, now Valdez Gantley did play last week yep. but he played limited snaps he actually had a bigger impact than you would have thought because I think he only played 11 or 12 snaps in that game the average has missed the last couple of weeks. Um, 
they, they felt like they'd give him a full run in practice Wednesday and then basically back off. And, and if you look throughout the year, uh, the Packers do that a lot, especially with their veterans. They'll be full, then they'll take a day off. And then uh, Friday, today, we'll get a much better idea. I, it looks to me like Savage is going to be good to go for this game, and it's a, a big one for him to be back. He's the fast, speedy rookie safety dealing with all that speed and Tyree Kill and mm-hmm. Sammy Watkins. And I, um, I, I said it earlier in the week uh, via Twitter that give me a choice between Savage and Devontae Adams in this matchup. I'll take Savage all day long because I think Green Bay, uh, this might be a game where the running game takes center stage against that run defense. And I think Green Bay can let Devontae Adams rest for another week or even two if they need to uh, to make sure he's right and it's not something that lingers. That They're not going to go where they want to go this season if Devontae Adams is not a part of this offense. I think they can get by this week without him. Seven receptions now for Alan Lazard, speaking of that wide receiver group. And this will be dependent Devontae Adams if he's back this week or next or when we're going to see him. But what do you think long range? Is is this a guy that's going to stick with this Packers team and, and be a pick, Packer for the next couple of years? My hunch is yes. Uh, mm. of all the young guys that they're counting on, that includes Darius Shepard and Jay Kumaro, I think Lazard is the one that has separated himself. And obviously... When you look at the guy as a physical specimen, he's just yep. such a, a big target. And and as I've said to you guys before, Rodgers took time throughout this offseason to really talk this kid up, not just what he's seen on the field, but what he saw in the classroom and off the field, that this guy was a pro, a guy that he has confidence in. And I think it actually took the coaching staff longer to believe in him than it took <laughs> Rodgers and his teammates because every time they put him on the field, he finds a way to deliver and be productive. And I think you'll see that uh, on Sunday night as well, with or without Adams. I think they're starting to develop some confidence. And uh, I'll tell you what, as a fan, uh, I have more confidence in him than I do in a Geronimo Allison, who uh, has dropped passes and just doesn't look like a guy you can count on to be a, a clutch player, whereas Lazard, we saw it in the night game where he, he busted out a couple weeks ago against Detroit. Uh, he kind of lives for that big moment, and I'm I'm excited about his potential. I do think he has a long-term future with this team. Interesting. Well, Blake Martinez clearly does. I mean, we saw him at Stanford in the uh, in the Rose Bowl against Iowa, and we all remember Christian McCaffrey. But when the defense was on the field, Blake Martinez seemingly his, his entire uh, final year at Stanford made play after play after play, leading the team in tackles this year. Did anybody anticipate, and I guess somebody did because they drafted him after all in the fourth round, but he has to be exceeding expectations. He is really... He's a smart football player, and I think that's what separates him maybe, Dave. You know, it's weird, Ken. He's kind of a polarizing guy with Packer fans. Really? He's, he fills up the stat sheet, but when you watch an entire game, uh, he does get exposed in coverage. He's, he's a very good tackler, but a lot of his tackles come, it feels like, four, five, six, seven yards downfield. Hmm. So um, he is going to be a really interesting guy to watch in the offseason because from a statistics standpoint, he looks like a guy you would sign to an extension without even blinking. Right. But in, in this defense where Pettin just loves speed and athleticism, I will not be stunned if if they move on. and They have to find uh, someone that obviously take his place that they like better. But, I mean, you look at the stat sheet, he leads the league in tackles. Uh, it's hard to even criticize that statistic, and a number of them have come from behind the line of scrimmage. He is very smart. He doesn't make mistakes. Uh, he is that kind of the quarterback of this defense, but it's interesting because there is a large segment of, of folks that watch this team that say, man, if we had a, a Roquan Smith or a, somebody with, with a little more athleticism in this defense, 
this defense probably could take a couple notches forward. So it's an interesting guy to, to watch as the season goes on. Very much is. All right, last thing for me for you, Dave, as you look at this matchup and, you know, the, the intrigue surrounding Mahomes, will he, won't he, is that a distraction on the Green Bay perspective, just the not knowing what's going to happen here and with it, rough environment, tough road environment to go into? How big of a distraction your mind is this week? Well, I think Andy Reid certainly is trying to make it as much of a distraction as possible, showing video of him doing all he can. I I remain stunned. I would remain stunned if he plays on Sunday night. I do not believe he will play. I think it's a smokescreen. Um, I'd love to see him play. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, I'd love to beat the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes uh, as opposed to with Matt Moore if, if they can. But, um, yeah, I mean, you have to prepare for both, and I think that's what you have to say. But I, I do believe the Packers think that Matt Moore is going to be the quarterback. Uh, they know what they have to deal with in Patrick Mahomes. He's a, almost an animal for another planet, the way he plays <laughs> the game of football. But, um, no, I think it's a smokescreen. I think they fully expect Matt Moore to be the quarterback this week, and uh, maybe he plays next week against the Vikings, but it wouldn't stun me if he missed another. I think they're just trying to create a shade of doubt, make sure Green Bay has to game plan for two quarterbacks. Uh, but, again, I'll be really, really surprised if he's out there Sunday night. Dave Sinek, and you can read him, uh, theheadcheese.com. You can hear him on KFAN up in the Twin Cities or grab the podcast. It's air Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Podcast is up shortly after that. Dave, thank you. We will uh, talk to you in advance of uh, next week as they head out on the road to take on the Chargers. Thank you, Dave Sinek. You got it, guys. Have a great weekend. Yep, you do the same. Thank you. Dave Sinek in theheadcheese.com. All right, take uh, time out. We come back, we'll uh, hear from Bama Bob. Oh, Trent. Yes. Hit the sounder, would you please? It's time to give away some cash. Thank you for doing that. It's uh, time to put another $1,000 in your bull bankroll. Simply text the keyword freeze to 200-200 right now. Freeze to 200 200- 200. Bama next. Confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Claxon's Barbecue to give away. Our picks coming up. Charterhouse Realty sponsors those. We're here until noon. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 14.6. Go to RushOnBusiness.com. Streaming live from coast to coast on iHeartRadio, this is 14.60 KXNO. Welcome back, Miller and Con until noon. Claxon's Barbecue Giveaway, our picks, we'll give them out. Charterhouse Realty uh, sponsors. Uh, Mark Charter's going to opine for the first time this year. He's yeah. got, what, a three-pack, did you say? Three games this week, couple college and a pro. So you will, he'll go first, then you, well, you won the week again. Then so you, I'll get to go okay. uh, second this week. All right. You, but you think you got me this week. I'm really confident this week. We'll see. Ooh. Let's get Bama Bob in here as we go around college football. Bama, good to speak with you. How are you, my friend? Uh, doing great, guys. How are you? Doing okay. You know, there's a lot of angst already out there pursuant to next week. I'm sure you've seen this, you know, with the double bye. Uh, as we begin play this week, 10 top 25 teams, 10 of them will be off. Alabama, Arizona State, Iowa, Iowa State, LSU, Minnesota, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Penn State, and Texas. All off next week. Uh, but we'll find some games to opine about Bama. There's certainly some uh, marquee ones out there, maybe not as many as normal. But that's not the case this week. I like this week's slate of games. And yeah. if you're set to go, let's get into it, shall we? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Let's start in the Big Ten. It's Fox's uh, marquee game of the day. Fox is going to be on site uh, uh, in Columbus, Wisconsin. 
Hey, you know, it's too bad that uh, that's not really. Illinois beat them. Good for Illinois. But it lost a little bit of the shine, clearly, from Wisconsin and Ohio State. The unbeaten aspect of it is no longer uh, on the table. Does Wisconsin bounce back? Do they keep this close? How do you see this one, Bama? I think this is a really tough spot for them. Um, Listen, Ohio State, to me, really, if you go back and look at the body of work, and I know they haven't played a juggernaut of a schedule. I get it. But the the way they're just annihilating teams and, you know, beating the teams that are supposed to beat really bad, like, you know, the Northwestern game and, uh, you know, Michigan State ran them out of Columbus. I Wisconsin is so limited, really, in what they can do offensively. It's going to, if they're going to win, it's going to have to be on the ground with Jonathan Taylor and that offensive line. And I don't trust the quarterback. They don't have dynamic receivers. Ohio State is really athletic all over the all over the field. So I don't know how. I don't know what the line is. I'm going to guess about 14, something 13, like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean. It, you know, can they keep it closer than the spread? I don't really – I doubt it. I mean, Fields has been so good. I don't – we should be really talking about him more for the Heisman mm-hmm. than we are. Um, and I think maybe we will after tomorrow, especially since two is out. But, um, and that's a different story for another day. But um, I, it's an important game because if Wisconsin does win, you know, then you're going to have the whole, okay, maybe they get a rematch in the – uh, you know, Big Ten championship game and, you know, what happens then. But uh, it, it's it's an important game nationally. But if Ohio, I think Ohio State wins, and I think they win pretty comfortably tomorrow. What about you, Trent? I like the Badgers bouncing back this week. I, I like them going into the week before what happened against Illinois when they, they left that game on the table. Look-ahead factor, blame whatever you want. But that was certainly a disappointing effort out of the Badgers. I think they hang around. The, the defense, the way that they can play – on the outside, and it's going to come down to Wisconsin can't turn it over. Jack Cohn cannot throw an interception mm-hmm. if they have any chance at all, not just winning, because you look back, remember Michigan State a few weeks ago when they played Ohio State? Hung around that first yeah, quarter. they did, yep. But then they start turning it over in short fields and three and outs, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. it was game over. You can't, you don't have to play perfect, but you have to play very efficient to hang around against Ohio State. If there's anybody built on efficiency, it's the Badgers. I like them to hang around this week. The thing that I don't like about Wisconsin is they have no way. To, if, if they get behind, they right. can't catch up. That's Absolutely. the problem. Yep. They have to stay close. If they, if 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 Ohio State gets up twenty-one to three, I mean it's over. It's over. Yep. And whenever that happens, uh, Trent, we'll stay with you. Let's stay in the Big Ten: East Penn State, Michigan State. A lot of sharps, a lot of sharps. The handicappers like Sparty in this game. Where are you? I'm right there with them. I, I think something just smells about this point spread, about this line. And there's one of those that seemingly jumps out at you every single week where it seems too easy. Penn State was their, I don't know, defense's soul taken away a little bit. Yeah, there was the draw touchdown in the end zone by Michigan there. But all of a sudden, Wolverines team that hadn't looked good offensively in a month they were moving the football up and down the field against that Penn State defense. Something's funky going on here. Michigan State, if you believe in historical trends, very good against Penn State. Yeah, some, something's going on here. Why this is less than a touchdown their favorite, I don't know. Bama, can you wrap your mind around it? I know you don't have the same degenerate bug that I do as it comes to point <laughs> spreads, but this point spread, I saw it right away this week, and I said something stinks here. Yeah, you're, you're kind of right, because I, w- I would have, even on the road, uh, I would have thought, you know, nine, something like that, mm-hmm. just because Michigan State's offense has been so putrid. Um, listen, maybe this is just one of those where you figure Michigan State's about due to play a close game against a good opponent. 
because they haven't really done that yet. Um, they they've been just just horribly disappointing this year. You know, the can't generate any offense. The defense, you know, hangs around, keeps them in games for as long as they can, and then against really good teams uh, like we saw with Ohio State, they just get run out. I don't think Penn State's quite as good as Ohio State, and I'm with you. Something was, I, you know, we can talk about Michigan later, and I'm sure we will. Mm-hmm. I don't. I thought that that game last week would have finished once it got out to what twenty-one nothing, yep. whatever it was. It was. That, <laughs> I think the highlights said it's it's getting late early. Uh, you know, when they went to the third touchdown. Um, but, you know, I just – I thought that game had a 38-10 to 10 finish written on it. But, you know, if not for the drop pass, uh, who knows? The, the the outcome could have come the other way. I tend to be with you on this. I think Penn State's a better team. I love Clifford at quarterback. They've, they've, they've clearly got the better quarterback in the game. There's no question yep. about it. But maybe this is just one of those games where Michigan State is going to – they're a good team that's underachieved. They're not as bad as I think they've shown. And maybe this is the game they finally do. I tend to be with you. Um, I don't understand the line. Um, I think this is going to be a little bit tighter than people think. And, you know, again, the spread just makes you go, hmm. Scratch your head, no doubt about it. There's one in college, there's one in the NFL, and I'm going to go against the Sharps in the NFL. My pick's coming up. It's my best bet of the week. Baba, let's stay in the, uh, let's, uh, stay, go, not stay in the Big Ten. Let's go to the SEC, in particular the West. Big game. LSU hosting Auburn. Uh, LSU is a ten and a half point favorite in the football game. LSU, maybe some questions defensively. How do you see this one, Baba? Yeah, their defense is not near what it has been, but their offense is so much better than, than than anything that I can recall. I mean, back going and that's going back, man. You know, since since Les Miles, you know, showed up there. I mean, they they have never had an offense this good. Even with you know when they had they had Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry, and they were this good. I know. Uh, and it's just it's all about the quarterbacks, all about the passing game. Uh, it's all about the mentality. They don't have the old okay. Let's play conservative. Conservative. And almost beat them against Texas in that game. Um, you know when they didn't just kind of try to run the clock out. But that being said, I mean, if you make me pick a side, I'm going to lay the points. Auburn never wins in Baton Rouge. I think it's been that they've lost their last nine, which you know is going to cover about what 18, 19 years. Patrick Nix wasn't alive the last time. <laughs> or, I'm sorry, Bo Nix wasn't alive the last time they won in Tiger Stadium. I don't think they're going to win tomorrow. Auburn has a absolute legitimate NFL yes. defensive front line. Yes. The problem is going to be they just aren't going to be able to score enough points. I don't think. And uh, again. You remember the Florida game, Ken? That game was like 13 and a half, and it looked like a competitive mm-hmm. game. And, man, it was going back and forth. And we thought, man, Florida's in this game. And what happened? LSU wins by 14. So I think they'll do the same tomorrow. I think they'll win. I could see, you know, 30, 38 to 24, something like that. What about you, Trent? Yeah, I'm all about LSU in this spot here. I don't believe in Bo Nix in this environment. I think it's going to be too much for him. Really, outside of that drive late against Oregon, have you been impressed, Bama, by I, – I guess I just maybe anticipated no. more out of him this season. I, I knew there were going to be growing pains. I thought we'd see more certainly by this point. Yeah, I did too. And, and a lot of that comes down to coaching. I mean, and, and you know, listen, the Malzahn, when they went into Florida, had a terrible game plan. He, Gus Malzahn is terrible at making adjustments. 
uh, he goes in with that game plan. If that game plan doesn't work, he generally doesn't know how to get out of it. Uh, we saw that uh, in Gainesville uh, when they were down there. Um, look, I, I just think that Auburn has got a couple of playmakers. Schwartz on the edge is as fast as anybody, and that includes Ruggs and Judy. I mean, this kid is an absolute burner. That is, you know, that said, you got to give him the ball, and you're probably going to have to give him the ball downfield because I doubt he's going to break any against LSU's defense. But I'm with you. I, Bo Nix is, listen, he started out, you know, all the rage, and I think he's going to be an above-average SEC quarterback. I don't think he's ever going to get to the level of Tua or Burrow or you know guys like that. Um, I think he's going to rise to a second-team All-SEC maybe by the time his career is done. Uh, I just don't see Auburn being able to go in and and you know they'll keep it competitive for a while because their defense is that good. But for them to to scare LSU, LSU is going to have to help them. Uh, Trent, back to you. Notre Dame-Michigan primetime tomorrow night. Yeah, this is uh, one that, in terms of gameplay, I, I I thought I'd learned so much, both about Penn State and Michigan late in that game. After you know you had the hold on that kick return to start the second half, looked like Penn State was just going to run away, and Michigan kept chipping away, and I think they keep chipping away, and they get one of those big victories this week against Notre Dame. This Notre Dame team, Ian Book, you look at the numbers, what, 14 touchdowns, two interceptions. Boy, that's great. Well, 10 of those 14 touchdowns have come against New Mexico and Big Guy State, Bowling Green. Those are where 10 of the 14 have come from. I like Michigan in this spot. I think this is going to be, it's not going to be a signature victory. It's not going to get everybody's off of Harbaugh's back, but it's going to be enough to at least slow down the doubters a little bit, and then it'll be all signs to the end of November and the big game with Ohio State. Yeah, and they're going to get blown out anyways. We'll save that one for then. But, uh, Bama, how about tomorrow night? Well, you know me. I'm not picking Michigan in a big game <laughs> until they win a big game. I mean, that's just my – I'm not doing it. Yep. Yep. However, I will say a couple things here. To me, this is an interesting test, if you will, in psychology, and that is they played a really they, – they came back against Penn State last week, okay, and, and they had a chance to win, and they didn't. Okay, so you played your absolute best game of the year, and you still lost the game. Are you – if you're Michigan, how do you take positives from a loss? You're Michigan, okay? You, you you should not take any positives or anything from a loss. Now you got the Harbaugh thing swirling around, the whole NFL exit strategy, and you know him sending letters to recruits. Yep. Oh, the world is against us, and it's a conspiracy theory. Well, you can't blame Urban Meyer anymore because Urban's not at Ohio State. So it's just going to be. Are all those distractions swirling around Harbaugh and everything? Are they going to are they going to pull the team together and make them play their best game and give them a chance to win, or are they going to just you know divide the team and go? Well, man, the coach got one foot out the door already. Uh, you know, but to have to even address that during a, a, the week of a game of this magnitude to me is a problem within your program. So you know, all the psychology around it. Uh, and, you know, again, me not picking Michigan until they win a big game, I'm, I'm, I would go with Notre Dame. I just, I don't know where Michigan's program is at, but there are, there are clearly distractions and it's distracting their head coach. And that's a problem. Uh, Bama, give us 30 seconds on Virginia Louisville. Look, Virginia wants to hold serve. They're, they're trying to desperately hold on to their lead in the coastal. You know, the, for doing so, they'll get a date with Clemson. Louisville's better this year. I got to give Louisville credit. They're not bad. Give us 30 seconds on Virginia going to Louisville. Tight point spread. Virginia, slight favorite. Yeah, this is an interesting game. I, I would probably lean Louisville. I just, I, I'm impressed with what they've done this year. 
Virginia been a little erratic. I think they're I think they're the best team uh, in in that division. And, and like you said, they really need this game in order. I think they have the best shot of knocking off Clemson in an ACC title game. And uh, if they don't win this game tomorrow, I don't think they're going. They may not get that shot. All that said, I've been I've been impressed with Louisville from from where they were last year to where they are this year. They're probably the most improved team. Mm-hmm. In the country, because yeah. my God, they were they were awful last year, and they have really, they you know, they have just gotten a lot better. And are they elite? Absolutely not. They're not back to the Lamar Jackson days when when Petrino was running the show there. But they're 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 getting better, and uh, would not surprise me at all to see them pull off the upset tomorrow. I hope they don't, because I really want Virginia and Clemson in the title game. Wouldn't surprise me if they did. Uh, back in July, Trent, you thought Virginia was the team to beat in the Coastal. They're on. They're still in first place on top of their division. Do you have any opinion on that tomorrow? I, I do like Virginia in this spot. I, I think it's a good one for them. Louisville put a lot into that Clemson game last week. I'm with Bama. Satterfield, though, talk about a great hire. Oof. Something that feels like... And wasn't their first choice, yes, as we know. that's going to certainly one that they look back and say, maybe we did get the right guy, even though he wasn't our first choice. Really like the future of that Louisville program, and they've seen some pretty big heights before. Future's bright, but the future's now for Virginia. Who's get it done? Uh, sneaky now good they ga- got to hold on to him is the problem. Yeah. When, the power, when the big Power 5 schools come calling. Louisville can spend. Excellent point. Well, I thought they were broke. Well, did, uh, What was the patino? Didn't they have to just write him a big check? Yeah, they'll be fine. Well, they're about to, they just had to pay $9.5 million to take Papa John's off the stadium. That's a good point, too. Right. <laughs> just wrote him a check Oof. for that. So. Uh, ba- yeah. well, ba- let's do this. Trent, your sneaky good game is what? Sneaky good game. We go to 2.30 CBS Sports Network. That's 2.21 on your Direct TV dial if you're looking for it. Yes, yes. Navy hosting Tulane. This Tulane program has been bad since Sean King was there 20 years ago, mm-hmm. and they went undefeated in the regular season. They're finally back, at least serviceable there, against Navy. Navy, solid team, 5-2, and two, both teams. This is for, not going to be probably either team going to get to the championship in the American, but two very solid teams. Looking for a good one that's coming down to the wire Green Wave Midshipman. Bama, sneaky good game. I'm going to give you a stat before I give you my sneaky good game. How about this in Liberty? Two years <laughs> yes. as an FBS program. Rutgers. Going into Rutgers, getting seven and a half points on the road against the Big Ten team. Don't know if they'll win, Yeah, but oh my God, how far, how bad is that Rutgers program? My sneaky good game, I'm going 230 Big Ten Network, Lincoln, Nebraska, mm. Indiana at Nebraska. It is big. I think it's going to be a fun game. Um, listen, Indiana's 5-2. and two. They got a bowl game square in their sights. They're 2-2 two and two in the Big Ten. I know the two wins are over Maryland and Rutgers. I get it. Um, somehow they managed to let Michigan State score 40 points against them. Probably half the points Michigan State scored all year. Um, but, you know, listen, Nebraska's in a – I don't know if they're in a free fall, but they're losing big to good teams. Indiana's – the fact this game's only two and a half, Nebraska only get only laying two and a half at home, I think this has got a chance to be an up-and-down game. So I'm going to go Hoosiers at – Huskers for my sneaky good game at two thirty. You know, when the point spread came out, I think Indiana was favored originally mm-hmm. in that football game. They were. Yeah. I think you're right. Sipple told us yesterday, Bama, that he feels that if Nebraska's going bowling, they need to win tomorrow. I think you got a good sneaky good game there. You know where I'm gonna go, Trent, I'm gonna stay on uh, channel two twenty one after your two thirty game. Oh I'm yeah. Gonna, the six o'clock tilt, and you brought it up earlier. You think 
game day is going to Memphis in the Liberty Bowl. Has a chance, yeah. Well, if they're going, Memphis is going to have to beat Tulsa, and Tulsa's putting together a decent year for them uh, in the AAC. So that's my sneaky good game. So CBS Sports Network might have a decent day tomorrow. Get in part of the rotation. How about all the American love we got here? At least I'm getting you away from the Pac-12 game. Yeah, did, did I bring up the Pac-12? I don't <laughs> think I did, did today. Well, he can't have, yeah. We survived it, Bama. We survived. We have to watch the Pac-12 anyway. That's right. Well, we get to tonight, boys. At 8 o'clock, it's Colorado and USC. Get your tickets early. Bama, we'll talk to you Monday at 11 o'clock. Thank you, as always, Bama Bob. Enjoy it. Oh, we sure will, Kenny. I always enjoy talking. Thanks a lot. Good to talk Thanks, to you. Bama Bob, Trent and I going around college football. Love that segment. Love that segment. So much fun. So much good stuff in there. And yeah. getting, you know, Bama, it's not just about the South for him. He no, watches it absolutely. all. Notre Dame, Michigan. What, what's the one game for you, though? What's the, the one, one game that that's Taking the, the locals game. out. Taking Iowa and yeah, Iowa State away. It's that one, I think. It's that one? I think so. Me too, Marquis. I'm Ohio State, Wisconsin. Yeah, I get that too. I think the Badgers. I think they can win. You really do. I do. I do. At thirteen and a half, I think they can win this one. Well, is there another game that's kind of? Nah, I'm going to go to that one. All right. Ah, we've got some guys that have figured out our program, have we not? Well, you know what? No, you're not going to kill. No, no, we have not asked for it yet. I had it busy, and then I left it go. Call for the calls now. <laughs> All right, your chance to get in right now. Claxons. Oh, Trent, you're a mean one, ah, Mr. Condon. Yeah. Uh, 284 We'll give you four games. One of those is tonight's MLB Game 2 of the World Series. The tiebreakers going to be David Montgomery. How many yards will he rush for this week? You know, you guys um, that get in there, you're allowed to take – the same tiebreaker as somebody who went before you. Just because one number's gone doesn't mean that you can't go there. You're more than welcome to do so if you'd like. 284-5966. We're going to give away or give you an opportunity to give uh, win some barbecue from Claxons. By the way, I ate there last week. Their ribs are so good. Oh, oh my God. I love good. ribs. Oh, they're so good there. Anyways, Claxons Barbecue, then our picks. We continue until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. <laughs> Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Final segment of the week, Murph and Andy at 2. Of course, the Fanatics at 4 Saturday morning. Pre-game show tomorrow goes as scheduled at 8 a.m., uh, with Iowa State playing at 2.30. Time to give away barbecue from our friends, Claxons in Altoona, in business for over 20 years. ClaxonBBQ.com, ClaxonBBQ.com, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. We'll give you four games and a tiebreaker. Whoever has the most correct will get a $35 gift certificate. The runner-up, 25, Jeff, Adam, Jim, and Chris in that order. Jeff, we will start with you. How was your week, Jeff? Good. How are you guys doing? Good, thank you. Astros and Washington. Tonight's game. Who will win? I wish I would have took the Nationals when the series started. Well, I don't know. It was like plus 290 or plus 275, but I'm going to go with the Astros tonight. Should have been listening to us. We both yeah. told you to do that. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Iowa is a 10.5 point favorite at Northwestern. Um, I think Iowa's going to pull it all together with the running game, the passing game. Complete game. Give me the Hawks. 
Iowa State's a ten and a half point favorite at home against Oklahoma State. So I think we both know that this is homecoming, so the cocktails will be flowing in the fourth quarter. Give me the clones. Give you the clones. Uh, Sunday night football, Green Bay, the Packers, a three-and-a-half-point favorite at Arrowhead. I like Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers could be an MVP candidate with after uh, last week. Give me Green Bay. Jeff, I like the fact you're giving us a little yes. reason behind these picks. Well done. All right, here's the tiebreaker, Jeff. Closest without going over. David Montgomery will rush for how many yards Sunday against the Chargers? Well, before I give you that, I want to say I felt like we all kind of pumped up Montgomery. Like I uh-huh. feel like kind of a letdown so far. Yep. So far, I hope I hope he comes around. Lazard stepping up in Green Bay. We get that. I'm going to say... 55. 55, Jeff. Well done. Uh, Good luck and uh, enjoy your weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Take care. Adam is next. Adam, Miller and Condon, how are you? Good. Uh, Houston or Washington tonight in Game 3? Washington. Iowa, a a 10.5-point favorite at Northwestern. they got to beat them by 10.5 then, right? Yes, sir. Uh, Northwestern. Northwestern. Iowa State, a ten-and-a-half-point favorite versus Oklahoma State. Uh, ISU. Green Bay is a three-and-a-half-point favorite over the Chiefs. Uh, Green Bay. Tiebreaker, closest without going over. David Montgomery's rushing total this Sunday against the Chargers. Uh, 50. 50. Adam, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Jim is next. Uh, Jim, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Doing fine. Astros or Washington tonight? Astros. Iowa, 10.5 at Northwestern. Northwestern. Iowa State's a 10.5 point favorite at home against Okie State. Oklahoma State. Green Bay gives 3.5 to the Chiefs. The Chiefs. David Montgomery, rushing yards, closest without going over. 69. Jim, have a good weekend. Thank you. You too. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. And uh, wrapping things up for another week of Claxons is Chris. Hey, Chris, how are you? Oh, not bad. Astros or Washington tonight? Astros. Hawkeyes, 10.5 at Northwestern. Hawks. Clones, 10.5 versus the Cowboys. Cyclones. Green Bay's a a 3.5 point favorite over the Chiefs. Uh, Green Bay. And David Montgomery, total rushing yards. I'll go with one. One. There you go. Well done, Chris. <laughs> Love it, Chris. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you, Chris. Take care. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Thank you to Claxons. 3131 Southwest 8th Street in Altoona. All right. This is the first time we're doing this, Trent, so I'm going to let you navigate through this. Charterhouse Real Estate is our new sponsor of our picks. Mark's got a three-pack. Three games this week. Let's get into it right now. Mark Charter's best bets followed by our five-pack of games. Mark Charter's Best Bets, brought to you by Charterhouse Real Estate. Make your best bet by calling Charterhouse. Stop paying 6 to 7% to sell your home. Charterhouse offers a full-service real estate experience while saving you thousands. Find out your savings at charterhouseiowa.com. Hey, everybody. Mark with Charterhouse Real Estate, and here are the three picks I love this week. Heading to the Big Ten, Notre Dame takes on Michigan. This is a pick game. Here's the stat you can use. In the last 15 games against top 10 opponents, Michigan is 1-14. and 14. Take Notre Dame to win the game outright. Again, that is a pick Staying in the college game, we're going to head to the Big 12. Texas takes on TCU. Texas is a small one-and-a-half-point favorite, but clearly 
the more talented team. Take Texas after a rough win against Kansas to look great against the TCU Horn Frogs. And finally, in the NFL, we'll head to Jacksonville, where Jacksonville is a six-point favorite over the New York Jets. The Jets came off a terrible game against the Patriots. Expect more of the same as Sam Darnold is not quite right, and expect the Jacksonville defense to pounce. Jacksonville minus six. Thanks, everybody, and good luck. There it is, Mark Charter with his best bets for the week. We jump into our bets for the week, two college, two pro, and our best bet. Let's start first in the college game for me this week, coming off a losing week, first time in five weeks I've had that. Still hitting 60% on the year, 25-15 and 15 against the number. We go first to Manhattan, the Little Apple, where Oklahoma comes to town. The Sooners riding high, early kickoff, sleepy environment. Something goofy could happen here. Certainly grabbing the 23-and-a-half. Kansas State's done a very good job in year number one of climbing, not turning it over. I think they're going to hang around here against the Sooners. Pick number two. If you know anything, it's that my love of Conference USA sports goes very deep. Ken, Rice is awful. I do know okay. this. They won a game. They just lost to the Roadrunners last week of UTSA. They're not coming back this week. Southern Miss, laying 10. They're an okay team. Rice is awful. Lay the 10 with confidence and take Southern Miss. To the NFL. You know I got to take my Colts every week, right? It's an annuity that I just so. keeps paying off. And the line here today is down to 5.5 after being at 6 all week long. The Sharps are going to be against me. I get it. I don't care. I've loved this Colts team all season long, even after the luck news. I'm continuing. I'll lay the 5.5 and, and take the Colts in pick number 3. Pick 4. Wrong team's favored. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay getting 2.5. They're a better team than this Tennessee outfit. Come on. This one's an easy one all day long. Give me the Buccaneers coming off a bye week. They dominate and pick up the victory. My best bet finishes back in the college game. We go to my beloved American Athletic Conference. Temple's hosting Central Florida and getting 11 points. Oh, that is too many. Central Florida already two losses this year. Not to play for what they once did. I love Temple plus the 11. Take it away, Ken. All right. Thank you, Trent. And uh, I haven't had a winning week this month. Ooh, been brutal. But I like my picks this week. And we're going to go to the Pac-12 first of all. Of course, we are Arizona State coming off a loss. UCLA, Arizona State's going to take their fan base. Not take over the Rose Bowl, but it'll be a 50-50 split. Arizona State and Herm Edwards giving four to UCLA. I'll take the road favorite, lay the four. Give me Arizona State Sun Devils roll. To the Mountain West, you heard me right, Trent Condon. San Diego State, they lead the West. UNLV is atrocious. They're looking for their first win in that conference. It's not happening this week. UNLV is at home. San Diego State invades. Lay the 13. Give me San Diego State. The Aztecs. Big. Uh, Seattle and Atlanta. Uh, Matt Ryan back practicing today for the first time. Seattle, uh, they got spanked at home last week by Baltimore. I think that one stings a little bit, but they're over it. Seattle on the road. Russell Wilson and company only giving three and a half. I will take them to get back in the win column. I still think they're amongst the teams to beat in the NFC. Give me Seattle minus three and a half. I'm with Mark Charter. I had six and a half. Uh, Jacksonville has to give up six and a half. Trent, you can check that one for me against the hapless Jets. Mark's right. Sam Darnold is still seeing ghosts. Uh, that should be the case this week in Jacksonville laying six and a half. And my best bet, Trent Condon. My Denver Broncos. Oh, 
on the road to take on the Indianapolis Colts. The number is five and a half. What does Vegas know? Nothing. Tell you what they should know. Denver stinks. Awful. Atrocious. Colts. Big. Best bet of the week. Minus five and a half. Fun week. It was a fun week. Your week is not done. You've got high school football tonight. You will be at you'll be at Drake Stadium. Yep. Roosevelt taking on whom? Southeast Polk. Good Should, game. Two teams ranked in the top ten of the RPI rankings. Polk at number six. Roosevelt at number eight. Both teams in, regardless of what happens tonight. Senior night at uh, Drake Stadium tonight. It will be, and a victory though for either side will solidify more than likely a home playoff game. Nice in the first round. So a big important one there. Mm-hmm. We'll have it right after football Friday nights here on KXNO. All right, that's going to do it for the week. Thank you for uh, listening. We do appreciate that. Again, Murph and Andy come your way today at two. Fanatics will slide on in here at four. Our high school coverage gets underway at six. Take you uh, to, to the wee hours of the morning. Uh, Saturday morning pregame show tomorrow with Emery and Sean. That comes underway, it gets underway at 8. And then on Monday morning, Rush will start a new week. Thank you for being with us. We're Miller and Condon, 10 to noon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.